Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello there, welcome to a brand new Arsblog Arscast, right here on Arsblog.com. I hope you're well, and I hope you've got through this interlull without too much jam. Well, I don't know what this interlull has brought, because we all thought, well, it would be a good time to have an interlull. We'll get our players back, some uh, injured ones fit again. Maybe we'll get the odd fit one injured, but that's par for the course with an interlull. And it'll give us a chance to focus and uh, reassess ourselves and get ready for what's going to be a fairly exciting and nail-biting run-in. But it seems like ages and ages since we've had a game of football. A proper one, of course. Those of us who have suffered through, well, I I had literally a minute and a half of Ireland versus Macedonia. And that's um, cruel and unusual punishment by any standards. The only thing I saw of that game was Shane Long getting kicked in the head with a karate-style kick from some Macedonian guy who only got a yellow card. And I believe that was the most exciting part of the game. I uh, watched a bit of England versus Wales, and that was well, that was kind of depressing, really. Jack Wilshere did well, Aaron Ramsey not so well, but at the end of the day, England winning means John Terry is happy, and none of us can take any great pleasure in that. And it just seems like a long time. When you've gone two weeks without an Arsenal game, and we've gotten used to Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, for such a long time, it does seem like an age since we've had a good game of football, and uh, that's all about to change, which is very, very good. Coming up on this week's show, I'm delighted to say we'll have a very special guest, Bob Wilson, Arsenal legend, will be along shortly. Uh, Internet Joe will be giving us his roundup. Our Shavin is here. And, of course, we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's game against Blackburn Rovers, which will hopefully uh, kickstart the season again and send us on our way with three points going into what are going to be uh, further eight really, really important game. So, between the last Arscast and this Arscast, what's happened? Well, not a great deal. Really? Nicholas Bentner injured his ankle. Robin Van Persie picked up an injury. Uh, Apart from that, what have we been doing? Nothing, really. It's all been very boring. Jens Lehmann has come back, which is quite interesting and exciting in its own special little way and you can hear Bob Wilson's thoughts on that in a few moments time but apart from that we've just been coping it's been let's have a little chat and get ourselves through the day another boring day and then on the match days we hope our players don't get injured and we question why Fabio Capello wants to play a 19 year old in every game and why does he give John Terry and Frank Lampard and Wayne Rooney time off and not Jack Wilshire? but Jack has come through unscathed and He's uh, clearly a very virile, potent young man, and um, we should be thankful for that in, in many ways. 
and he'll be fit and ready for the weekend's game. But apart from that, it's been nothing, and it's been dull and boring and unexciting and, you know. But here we are. We're through the far side of it, and that's the main thing. We've come through it all together with renewed optimism? Maybe not. Renewed hope and vigor and, well, I have to say I'm feeling a little bit more rejuvenated. Maybe that's because I haven't had Arsenal to unjuvenate me. I don't know if that's a real word, but it should be to unjuvenate somebody. Because I think we were all feeling a little unjuvenated after the West Brom game. Despite the positives that you could take from it, we were unjuvenated. So I'm rejuvenated, ready to be unjuvenated once more. But hopefully to be further rejuvenated by what's to come. Um, So there you go. I don't know what else to say at this point in time. Other than, um, here's Internet Joe with his weekly roundup. I'm Internet Joe, and here's me 20-second roundup. Um, uh, I did me shopping, got a few Pop-Tarts in, box of Roycicles. I love Roycicles with you. Watch the Terminator a couple of times. I love that film. Went round Deco's house, played a bit of PlayStation, smoked a few joints. Tango de Sistón. football is back! Let's hope he's got more to be excited about on next week's show. Now, since the Arscast began, I've had the privilege of speaking to a number of ex-Arsenal players uh, down through the years. And this man has been on the show before. But given what he's about to undertake in the next couple of weeks to raise funds for what is an extremely worthy cause. I don't think the word legend really does him justice. Former Arsenal goalkeeper and goalkeeping coach... Bob Wilson, welcome to the Arscast. Thank you. Um, we've got to talk about what you're about to embark on, a cycle to every Premier League ground in England, for the benefit of the Willow Foundation, obviously. But where did the idea for, for the cycle come from? I, I presume there are, uh, you sit around, you think about ways that you can raise funds, but wh- where did the idea for the cycle specifically come from? Well, the idea really, um, um, as most people know, my wife Megs and I set up the charity after we lost our daughter Anna, which is now 12 years ago. And um, in thinking about how this year um, I could celebrate, if, if that's the right word, my 70th birthday, it made me think 70 going into my 71st year. And those, every time I mention 7071, everybody immediately thinks of Arsenal's double of 7071 and my greatest year. So I came up with the idea of Bob's latest year, 70th birthday, 71st year, and um, and obviously replicating 7071 and, and honouring, um, paying homage really to the 20 Premier League clubs. The basis of it, of course, is to raise as much money as I can for the charity we set up. The uniqueness of that still remains the fact that um, our age group is 16 to 40. We give special days for seriously ill, young, 16 to 40-year-olds. And it's to highlight the difficult uh, challenges, emotional challenges of daily life that are experienced by what is, in fact, 16,000 16 to 40-year-olds every year who are diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. So it seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm now uh, fast approaching the start of the ride, which is, starts on the 18th of April. How has the training been going? Because obviously um, it's, a, it's a huge undertaking. Um, and, you know, even thinking about it at my age, I wouldn't like to do it. And you're, you know, as you say yourself, you're heading into your 71st year. Physically, how has it been and, and has it been pretty intense? 
Yeah, I have to admit that um, only once I really got onto my proper uh, bike, that my training bike, which is very similar to the bike that I'm going to do the ride on. Only then, uh, when I realised the pace that we're going to have to maintain, when I realised the hills that we're going to have to climb, did I start to sort of question my own wisdom. But <laughs> then I am a goalie, and most of us are daft anyway. Um, but it, it, it's gone really, really well. I have to say that from starting on my own uh, bike, which is not, not quite a mountain bike, it's just a, a daily bike, a sit-up-and-beg bike, uh, onto what I am on now, which is a racing bike. And, uh, I mean, I, I speak to you now, I've just come in from what has been a very quick uh, morning ride this morning, 35K. Yesterday I did actually 40, 40 just over 42 miles yesterday. Um, wow. And I've been going now for six months. So uh, just under six months. So I'm actually ready. I, I know we're two or three weeks away, but I, I would like it to be sooner now rather than later. And I have two great guys coming with me on the whole trip, and I have lots of footballing friends who are going to be part of the journey round there as we spread the awareness of what we're doing and hoping to raise a minimum quarter of a million pounds, which is a lot of money. It sure is. And how, um, obviously there are websites and we'll, we'll put links up to the websites on the blog and, and what have you, but if people see you on the journey as you arrive at uh, the Premier League grounds, are there ways that they can get involved and help and contribute, you know, uh, financially or otherwise? Well, we, we will have, and when I say we, because the log logistics of this is, is huge, and we have a team, there are five couples, really, that are, are on, the, on the ride, uh, and, and it, we will have our brochures um, about the bike ride. I mean, the website itself for looking on the Just Giving site, which is the simplest way, I guess, of, of uh, donating, is simply Bob Wilson soccercycle.com bobwilsonsoccercycle.com and that is already proving I mean I, I look every day and I'm amazed how many people are going on to that site apart from people who are sending uh, checks and donations direct to the charity as well so um, we will have the brochures I mean if people uh, there will be people around, obviously, if people wish to donate, whether it be a... I'm moved as much by the £5 donations as I am by the £5,000 donations. Mm. And it's amazing, this country, whatever else is wrong with it, the charitable sector is is astonishing. And, uh, and I've been moved by the amount of people who have recognised that I was the Arsenal goalie for 12 years and coach for 28 and also obviously presented football for 28 years and um, I'm very moved by Liverpool fans, Man United fans, Birmingham fans, Chelsea fans who are already in there saying look you know I've not got a lot of money but here's a fiver or here's a tenner or whatever and it's that that is that's very humbling. What about uh, the start it's Monday the 18th of uh, of April it uh, is. And you're starting in London and working your way northwards. Yeah, we, we do the five London clubs in the day. So on that first day, we actually are going to launch just simply because of the, the geography, the location. And so we're starting at Fulham. Um, and I, I sort of have a, a story on almost every ground I go around. But we're starting at Fulham, go to Chelsea, from Chelsea to West Ham, West Ham to 
my beloved Arsenal, um, where we will have a quite a big press stop there. Um, and then to Tottenham, which is a good place to end for me <laughs> on the first day. And, and I have a lot of Tottenham friends, both from the old days and current days, and a lot of rivalry, and that will always be the case. And then we head, we, we head north on that first day to get very close to the Arsenal training ground because um, we sleep overnight in a hotel very close to the training ground. And then we set off for Birmingham, which is day two, um, from the training ground. So I just want to, you know, make the, the boys aware of what I'm doing. And the, the club are very aware and the club are backing me brilliantly. Um, I, I'm going to cycle around the the ground, uh, inside the ground on Saturday um, at half time of the Blackburn game. Oh, cool. Well, I'll be there. I'll give you a wave. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and it's nonstop then for 12 or 13 days. Absolutely nonstop cycling. It, it, it's actually 11 days uh, to achieve uh, the the purpose of the ride, which is to uh, go to the 20 Premier League clubs. So, you know, it goes. It basically goes London, Birmingham. Uh, there's Wolves and Stoke just outside the Birmingham city area, as it were. And then we head to Manchester, Liverpool, and then the clutch of clubs up in the north west and then over the Pennines, which is a big challenge to mm. Sunderland and Newcastle. And that is an 11 day ride. I am, I am tipping my hat to my Scottish parents and the fact that I played at Hampden Park, uh, a stadium, which was ironically, I say ironically, um, it was opened by my great uncle, that stadium in 1903. So a lot of people question my Scottish, uh, lineage as it were, <laughs> but, um, I'm just doing that on a day, uh, the, the 11 days, uh, take it takes 11 days to do the the 20 premier league clubs all right well we wish you all the very best and uh safe and successful uh trip around and of course we'll give the uh the websites as i said a, a good plug and people can go on and have a look and see how they can donate and contribute um we've got to talk while we have you about the the situation at the club the goalkeeping situation at the club and it's probably a little uh, up in the air just at this moment in time uh, because of injury and all that kind of stuff but i want to go back to something you spoke about uh, i think early last week you were talking about during the summer and arsen wenger was looking at at pepe reina from from liverpool as a candidate to come in and, and be the number one. And we know that that obviously was unsuccessful, as was the, the chase for Schwarzer. But how close did that come, do you know? No, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just know that Arsene would always go. Uh, he would look very carefully at the goalkeepers he had. And he would also assess the danger of uh, going for somebody on a, you know, on a basis, really, Pepe Reina, I think, has got probably several years left in him, uh, and he was the most consistent. Uh, and I am aware that, that, that that was an interest, and, you know, I don't think any of Arsenal's major rivals are going to let a, a goalkeeper go to them. You know, Shea Given. Uh, I know Shea Given would have loved to have come because he couldn't get in over Joe Hart at Man City, but there's no question that Man City would allow Shea Given to go to one of their biggest rivals. So there was no question in the end when Mark Hughes was at Fulham that he would allow Mark Schwarzer to go to, to Arsenal, whether it be on a stopgap version. And there was no question that, that Pepe Reina was. The danger you have is when you've got a, uh, you know, you've got solid goal, very solid goalkeepers. I've always said that I, I think Manuel and Lucas are very solid goalkeepers. Vito Manoni, I gather, has done brilliantly for the Hull fans because I have friends who are Hull fans and they think he's wonderful. But they also have a boy, Wojciech Szczesny, who I think could be the Arsenal goalkeeper for several years to come. I think he's got 
uh, he's got the sort of the brashness that Joe Hart has and the confidence and belief apart from having all the, the fundamentals of being, you know, a top goalie. So mm. I, I, I happen to believe at this moment that uh, Wojciech Szczesny could well be the long-term answer. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think Lucas Fabianski did very well this season up until the time he suddenly gets an injury. An injury, I was, I was you know, in my, in my career at Arsenal, I had injury after injury. Uh, the only season, there were two seasons when I played every single game which was uh, 64 games, and one of those was the double season. Mm. I played in every minute of every game, and in the end we played 64 games. Um, and I loved every minute of that, but I was uh, I was prone to injury simply because I was a bit of a crazy goalie who dived headfirst and <laughs> and almost uh, encouraged people to have a kick at me. It's uh, You talk about Chesney, and I think it's uh, the goalkeeping position is one that has been something the Arsenal fans have debated um, quite consistently over the last few years. Um, And Chesney's emergence into the team, I think it it speaks a lot to his potential and just the sort of aura that he has about him that people were, despite the fact he was only 19, hadn't played for the first team before, um, had had his season out on loan at Brentford, obviously, but there was, it sort of brought a bit of calm to the fans um, looking at the goalkeeping position, also to the team as well, I think. Yeah, well, I think when you're a fan, and I mean, you know, I'm now a fan. I was a coach at the club, and, and uh, albeit on, you know, it wasn't my job. My job was on the television, but I coached there uh, for, for the 28 years. And, and you believe your eye, and, and, the, and the fan is, is like everybody else. He sees what he sees, and if a player is not, for, for instance, pulling his weight and being lazy, they'll, they'll get on his back. If a player is not showing the technique he should be showing, they will get on his back. And then when you see a boy come in and show the passion that... Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Chesney showed during the beating of Barcelona in the game at the Emirates, you know, his reaction when Arshavin scored the goal. When they see the solidity that he gave to the defence, the fact that he's, he's, he's so bold and he's, as a 19-year-old shouting at people around him and ordering them, you know, very much in the... In the uh, I, I, you're right to suggest that probably since, um, um, obviously, Jens Lehmann, who was a truly great goalie to go 49 games without being, on the un, uh, being unbeaten. Um, I think Chesney has that same bullying of his defence. You know, and when I say bullying, it's... 
it's it's you know it's they want to hear they want to hear well done they want to hear come on you know buck your ideas up they want to be pulled about i know that i did that in my side and 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 often the players would turn around and give me a good rollicking when i'd made a mistake they would frank mcclintock would be in my face bob mcnab would be in my face but in turn, I would also be in their face, and they would want to hear me encouraging them, pulling them around when things go wrong, you know, patting them on the back, saying, "Come on, let's let's do this." So I think I think Chesney has that, and and of course I think he has the stature, because I do believe in the modern game, you have to be a minimum six foot three, and he's six foot five. Yeah, I mean it's it's just interesting, isn't it? That had something come off in the summer, um, you know, he might not have made that step up. Well, I, I think the danger then is because he is the sort of lad he is, because he's got very much a mind of his own. He's guided by a dad who played in goal. I think he would have said, look, you know, you can look back on the history of the game. I know we don't do it in, you know, with English goalkeepers like we used to, but, you know, I look back to my period, uh, era when Peter Shilton forced Leicester City to sell the World Cup winning goalie Gordon Banks, mm. you know, and he was 18 years of age. Uh, and I look at Pat Jennings playing for Tottenham at 18 years of age and they signed him from Watford and said he's good enough you know and and, and the old saying if you're you know if you're good enough you're old enough it doesn't it doesn't matter two monkeys about that but I honestly believe that that uh, Chesney being the sort of single-minded boy who wants so badly to play at the top level and to win and to achieve and probably to emulate his dad, who might be his mentor, I think you run a huge risk uh, and would have run a huge risk that this boy would have turned up elsewhere. Mm. You know, know, make no mistake, Arsenal fans need to know that, you know, originally Petr Cech, before he went to uh, Chelsea, was earmarked for Arsenal but wasn't allowed to leave the club he was at at that time and by the time he had left it was it was sort of too late mm. he went elsewhere but you know people get it wrong about Arsenal not wanting this or not wanting that um, believe, you, issue, believe you me he has tried hard let's look at the, the situation as is because Arsenal's been quite unlucky in the sense that uh, Fabianski's injured now for the season. Chesney injured during the Barcelona game. Manone injured while he was out on loan. So three of the four goalkeepers at the club um, are, are injured at any one time. And I think that's a little bit extraordinary for, for any club. And we've had Jens Lehmann come back in. And I have to say, personally, I thought it was a good thing in the sense that uh, his experience and having been there in the title run and before uh, could bring something to, to a young squad. After Manuel's mistake against West Brom, there's a lot of talk about Jens coming back into the side. So I'd be really interested to hear what your thoughts are um, in relation to that, given the fact that Jens has been out of the game and retired. um, Is he only there to provide a little bit of backup or is he genuinely in contention for a place in the team? Now, I, I would say he's there as backup and to give as much experience that you pointed to. Uh, he was huge in the dressing room with all the players. I mean, everything I've said about having a shout at the players in front of him, Jens never held back. And Jens on a match day was an extraordinary person to see. And so I, I see him purely as, you know, it has to be cover. At the same time, you couldn't afford for Manuel to make on a regular basis, a sort of mistake that he made against West Bromwich Albion, mm. because it was Bruce Grobelar of yesteryear. You know, I don't know what he was doing there or why he was doing it. 
Um, you know, if you're going to do that, you have got to get there. You've got to take control of the situation. The player that you are, the central defender, you know, I think it was Scalacci who, who just looked up and sort of shook his head and, you know, it, it, it was just a mess, a, a total mess. And you can't afford that on a regular basis. Uh, but I don't actually see at this moment. It, it doesn't matter that he's only been out of the game for less than a season. You know, it's only about six, seven, eight, eight months since he played his last game at the top level mm. because he went back to Germany. So you, you will lose nothing in that time. You can. I was injured for seven months and came back into the first team. So he's not going to have lost anything. You know, he'll have huge experience, but I don't actually see it unless Manuel had a real attack of nerves or was unable to, to you know, to overcome what was really a very, very poor decision against West Bromwich Albion. OK, well, it'll be interesting. Jens, I think, is playing a reserve game uh, today as we speak, and uh, we'll see what happens there. I want to ask you, finally, going into the final nine games of the season, it, the last few weeks have been disappointing, obviously, the, the Carling Cup final and the exit from the Champions League and from the FA Cup. But with nine games to go in, in the league, um, the title is in our hands. Um, getting some of the injured players back, like Sesk and Theo, uh, Alex Song as well, bringing them back will be important. Do you think there's um, enough experience or enough character in this side to to really go the distance um, in this year's title race? Because it really is time that, that we won something. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, this thing about winning something... Yeah, I mean, if, if you'd be at the majority of football clubs in this country, they would give their last bottom dollar to be anywhere near the situation of Arsenal going into almost being in a position to be one of the three richest clubs in the world once the Emirates is paid off and everything else. But as regards to character, I happen to think they, they have real character. They can't be in the position that you've just put them in without having the character you know they're the youngest side in the league uh, there's a there's a bit of a fallacy about the defense because they're third or fourth best defense in the league they are the second best scorers in the league you know they've got they've had so much go that, that's been absolutely outstanding to watch it's a bit of a millstone this thing around their neck it's now three years four years five years and it, and it mounts up sure. but it's up to them now they have to look at themselves they have to get right back on online on Saturday, they, it doesn't matter if they win 1-0 as, well, as long as they win it. It doesn't matter if they go through. I think of our last 13 or 14 games, about nine of them were 1-0 mm. when we went to win the double. And, and, and it, you know, that's all that matters. And even if they're not playing at their beautiful, beautiful best, which most people acknowledge is the, the best uh, side to watch for football in the Premier League, uh, you know, almost Barcelona-like in, in their style, then it doesn't matter. Just 1-0 will do. 1-0, 1-0. We might be biting our fingernails, but Arsenal Football, <laughs> Club, <laughs> Arsenal Football Club, over the history of Arsenal Football Club, has never done things in a, in, in a really easy way, maybe, <laughs> maybe except for the, um, the Invincibles, who to my dying day, I will say, did not deserve, have not um, got the credit that they deserved. Sure. All right, I'll put you, can they do it? Can they do it? I think I think they can do it. I really think, but it's it is this now. It's absolutely crucial that they get three points against Blackburn. 
I mean, of all the games, this is it. They've, they've followed, you know, I look back and the Barcelona game, you can point to the Van Persie. You don't know what would have happened because in the first game, Barcelona really tired badly in the, in the last quarter of the game. You look at the Man United game, who was the best side? Who was man of the match? Edwin van der Zaar was man of the match. Arsenal were clearly the better side, you know, as regards possession and everything. Carling Cup final, possession and everything. It was Arsenal, but Birmingham dug in there and they won the game. So, you know, it, it has been a horrible, horrible few weeks, um, but they haven't played particularly badly. They really haven't played particularly badly. They need the one element that any side needs if you're going to lift that trophy at the end of it. You need some luck as well as good play. All right. Well, uh, fingers crossed uh, we get our just desserts for the final nine games of the season. Bob, we better leave it there. Once again, though, thank you very much. Safe cycling. And yeah. uh, I hope the uh, fundraising goes much better than you could possibly hope. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. What can you say? He's an inspiring man. Because the idea of cycling from one side of town to the other now, for me, makes me go, nah, I don't, I don't think so. But the idea of cycling from one end of England to the other... In 11 days. I mean, if you gave me infinity to do it, I could absolutely do it. Seriously, I pedal along. Oh, there's the pub. I'll stop there for a little half. And, but doing it in 11 days. Truly remarkable. And uh, you can follow his progress on the website, BobWilsonSoccerCycle.com. And you can find details of how to donate if you wish to do so. All the proceeds, of course, going to the Willow Foundation. You can find links on the blog today. And, um, well, what else can we say other than the very best of luck and safe cycles uh, to Bob Wilson, a real, real Arsenal legend. We'll have a look at the Blackburn game right after our Shavin. Hello. I am our Oh, really not having good week because uh, have gone uh, flying with national team and uh, manager he make me sit beside uh, Pavlichenko uh, always is um, talking about same thing uh, it is a terrible awful place children have been born they are uh, mutant terrible defect and is all because of area in which they live, and we should do something. And I say, Pavlichenko, I am tired of hearing your stories about Chernobyl. And he say, Chernobyl? No, I am talking about Tottenham. Oh, then we have to go to, I don't know name of places, something like this. It is we're going to have a World Cup in future. And we get to... And it is 72 degree Celsius. And how is supposed to play football in this weather? If you are want to get a tan or skin cancer, this is a good place to come. But to play football, no. And after... Uh, all journalists in Russia, uh, they are saying, uh, oh, Arshavin, he don't like to play football, or Arshavin is uh, too old, Arshavin is too small, Arshavin is too Arshavin. So uh, I ring journalists and say, oh, Arshavin is not too Arshavin when your son need job, no? And you, uh, Arshavin, not too old, when your daughter need a recommendation for college in America, and you, 
when you have gambling problem, who look after you? Arshavin who like football, not Arshavin who don't like football. Arshavin a very powerful man, I say to them. And you are going to get sent where all the bad Russians get sent. No, not Siberia. Tottenham. So late tomorrow afternoon, football returns after its interlull, the two-week break, and it's done us some good because the injury news is actually pretty good. There are still some minor doubts over Robin Van Persie and Nicholas Bentner, but the manager says they've got a good chance of taking part, as does Aaron Ramsey, who's got a little bit of a tweaky groin, picked up on international duty. Um, the good news, the for certain news, is that Sask is back, Alex Song is back, Theo Walcott is back, and Abu D. Abby is also back. Three of those, at least, you would have to say, the first three will go straight back into the team because, well, they're important and we need them. And obviously, this is a game which we have to win. Um, it's good to get those guys back. We've still got a couple of issues, of course, in the goalkeeping position. Uh, but I think you heard Bob speak earlier on, and uh, I think Manuel Almunia will keep his place. We don't really have any option at centre half. He could move Alex Song back there, but I don't think he will. So Skilacci and Koscielny will continue. Um, and well, we've got to hope that, well, not that the last game was particularly their fault in any way, but we've got to hope that as a partnership, uh, they can start to click over these last nine games, or at least until you. Johan Juru is back, and he reckons he could be back possibly for the Liverpool game, which is good news. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves there a little bit. Blackburn, obviously tough opponents. We know all about them, the way they play. They're Well, maybe they're a bit different now under new manager guy, Steve, whatever his name is, and not as cunty as they were under Sam Allardyce. However, they've got a history of uh, cuntitude that uh, they carry with them to the Grove tomorrow, and uh, as such, I hope we turn them over good and proper. Of course, from our point of view, we really do have to get ourselves back on track. It doesn't really matter how we win it once we win it, and that's the most important thing. Um, Fingers crossed that we can do that and turn things around. So um, that's really about the size of it. Uh, Looking forward to this one, particularly because uh, we're going to be there. Me and Mrs. Bloggs heading over to London for the weekend. We've got the Ars Blog 5 aside tournament, the green team defending their trophy again. So fingers crossed it's a double win this weekend. Arsenal and the Greens. I know there are some of you who are listening who are going boo, but you know, fuck you. And I'll see you on the football pitch and afterwards I shall see you uh, for a pint in the Tollington and uh, another pint afterwards and maybe some more pints and well, there'll be pints. I think that's the uh, the main thing. I will be blogging from London, uh, directly from uh, my hotel on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday might very well be a little bit boilky, I should tell you. Uh, the live blog will go ahead. We've got Tim from 7am kickoff who's going to do the live blogging for us uh, on the Arsenal-Blackburn game, so feel free to tune in and join him for live text updates from the game if you can't get to see it or if you can't find a stream or for whatever reason, you'll be able to keep up with the game on the live blog. So until next week's Arscast, I'll talk to you over the weekend and of course on next week's blog. Until then, take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye. Come on, you greens.
deep, deep one. Quinn hoping to get on the end of it. It comes to Allenson. Driven first time. It might go anywhere. Rook Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.